as we're into the very end, what are some of the things you can point at for the reasons why you didn't come out on top? Uh, not sure. Not one particular reason. Fought, competed. How about you personally? How would you assess your game tonight? Um, solid. Solid. Um, played hard. That's all you can ask for. Um, move on to the next one. Darvin just said, whoever it is, if the team's not making shots, keep shooting them. Is that a, a mindset everyone can adopt? Um, I believe so. Well, there's a stretch in the second quarter, I think, where you guys had um, three or four straight fast breaks, and it seemed like you kind of nodded your head and, and kind of looked over the bench like, like this was kind of what you're saying. Um, did you like the pace better? I don't know what you're referring to. I don't recall. There was the stretch in the second. That's exactly what a moat and Lakers need to take Pat Bell and Russell Westbrook. Because both of them trash. Both of them played a combined of 60 minutes and they gave a seven point. Trash. Boy, I want to bust that bump on Darwin Ham head. Boy, what is you thinking? And Anthony Davis, boy, you need a bone marrow. Because you always in hurt. I know it's the second game of the season, but we can't shoot. Shooting all them monkey threes and you ain't got no shooters. Just, just like Stevie Wonder getting behind the wheel of a car. What the hell you doing, Stevie? And LeBron, you know I love you. But last night, boy, you blew a head gasket. You ain't do nothing that fourth quarter. Right there at the rim, you pulling up extra sharp. Now I need y'all to say it with me. The Los Angeles Lakers trash. Again, once again, it's on. It's your boy King Known Uncensored, and we are talking New Music Fridays. But before we get to the music, right? Man. So, we may have the reason why Carmelo Anthony is not in the league. The question is, was a 
Carmelo blackballed by LeBron James? Now, reporter Mark Stein, who works directly with ESPN, so it ain't, you know, it ain't no fake shit. This is a, a legitimate reporter that's reporting that it was a possible fallout. Now, he doesn't go into the uh, particulars on why, but I got a feeling, me personally, that he is definitely the reason why Carmelo is blackballed. Now, we can take it back to the fact that Carmelo joined the Lakers to win a title last year. And not only did they not make the playoffs, they didn't make the play-in, and they were a lottery team. So obviously, Melo had to feel a type of way about that. And then, during the exit interview at the end of last season, Melo held the whole team accountable. And you know how LeBron is. He, he don't like when someone holds him accountable. And neither do his little fanboys and fanettes. And you Transformers. LeBron fans. They don't hold him accountable. And then it could be the possibility as to why Carmelo has been unable to sign to a roster. Which I feel... Melo should have been signed. The game is revolved around his game. And I don't understand. I really don't. He's still got a lot left in the tank. So hopefully, one day, maybe, hopefully, that his mans can lift that goddamn black ball off him. <laughs> I heard that the reason why 50 Cent's son, Marquise, is trying to link back up with his dad is because he had a falling out with Supreme McGriff's son. And that's the main reason why he's crawling back over the fifth. If this is true, Marquise is a, is a horrible person, man. He a terrible person. And he dirty. And karma's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Karma is a bitch, bro. So, as far as I'm concerned, that is that is totally horrible, bro. If this is true. Because you taking pictures and hanging out with the ops. But my thing is, right? Here we go, right? That's terrible. That's awful, bro. To turn against your father. The man who gave you everything as a kid. And you are 25 years old begging this man for money. Uh, 
The way to show him up is to be successful, Marquise. You're begging your father, who is allegedly your op, for money. Yeah, and that's a shame, man. And that's a perfect example of our children being brainwashed by toxic mothers who wouldn't allow their father to be a, a, a figure in their lives. So lesson behind that, yo. Last night's games. Oh, boy. We going to talk last night's games, and then we going to get into the music. I promise. This ain't going to take long, man. This ain't going to take long. Because yesterday, it was only two games. It was the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Strippers and the Los Angeles Bakers. All right. So now, the Milwaukee Bucks played a very close game against a... Uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden, 76ers. Man, it came down to a Harden shot. It was a good game. Back and forth. Javon Carter started in place of uh, Chris Middleton. Didn't do shit as always. I don't understand. How does Javon Carter stay in the NBA? I want to know something. Because I can sit there. And, 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 and for, for three million a year and be like, yay! And then come in with the last minute left in the game. Light night for Giannis Antipo Negro, 21 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. It was a very defensive game, I must say. Bobby Portis, 11 points. Seemed like a light night for niggas on Milwaukee side. I, Philly had to do something. But Joel Embiid, I got to get on his head right now. James Harden at 31 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists. Harden is playing incredible. This motherfucker is, uh, is looking kind of MVP-ish, might we add. Okay. Joel Embiid, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 6 of 21. I'm glad he took only three three-pointers, but damn, what happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? You know what I'm saying? 6 of 21. That's an embarrassment, Embiid. You ought to, you ought to need, you need your ass whooped for that performance. You mean to tell me Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis Antipo Negro stopped your ass that bad? I need to see, man, come on. You got to do better. Tyrese Maxey, 15 points. 0 of 3 for 3, not good. DeAnthony Melton gave you 9 points off the bench. And Daniel House gave you 4 points off the bench. And that's it. This ain't it. Philadelphia 76ers. This is not it, y'all.
But let me see. Let me see Milwaukee's bench. Milwaukee's bench scored. Damn. So Porter scored 11. George Hill scored four. That's 15. Narawa scored six. That's 21. 21 plus eight is 29. Yep. That I mean, like, like I like I said the other day, Philly's bench is gonna be a major issue, y'all. That's not it. If for Philly to be a, a championship contender, you paid all these niggas all this money for what? Philly bench, I'm on you. They paid you all this money. And they not recouping shit with W's. Harden and Embiid out there dying. Move on to the Los Angeles Clippers and Los Angeles Lakers, man. The Clippers barely won this game 103 and 90 to 97. Let me tell you something. The Los Angeles Clippers got to be the, mo- the second most disappointing team I have ever seen. You have Kawhi and Paul George. There's no way that this team shouldn't have won a championship by now. They are the Western Conference version of the Brooklyn Nets. But this game was terrible from top to bottom. I mean, yeah, it was exciting when the Lakers came back in the game, but they came back in the game off of the dumb mistakes that the Los Angeles Clippers made. How many turnovers these niggas have? I know they had more than Los Angeles. I know they had to. 24 turnovers. How many of the Lakers have? Oh, they both had 24 turnovers. Well, goddamn. Damn. 48 turnovers in one game. Y'all sure this ain't a record? Y'all sure this ain't a record? Do you need a healing? Do you need a healing? Do you need a healing? Get the fuck out of here, dog. That's awful. We know the Lakers suck. They're a lottery team, but the Clippers was one game out the goddamn playoffs. Without Paul George and Kawhi. Then John Wall played. John Wall, stop shooting threes. You shot over four. Don't shoot another motherfucking three ever again. Don't do it no more. All right. Ivisa Zubak, Shakur, Zubakavelli. 14.17 rebounds, five blocks. Woo! That boy went to work. He's looking like a traditional big man out here. Bring the big man back. Just like just like you said, just like I say when rappers don't do a third verse. Bring back the third verse. Bring back the third verse, y'all. I'm saying though, Zubacavelli was balling. Paul George, he was making a lot of mistakes and taking a lot of bad shots and had five turnovers. Not good. He ain't play that good. 
Marcus Morris played good. He had 14 points. Shot five of nine. One turnover. Reggie Jackson. He played awful. Eight points, three of nine. This nigga was jacking shots. Like this motherfucker is like Steve Kerr some shit. Nigga, you just regular, bro. Relax. John Wall came off the bench. John Wall should start. Reggie's a better six-man. I keep trying to tell niggas. Reggie is great at playing the six-man role. Luke Kennard. That dude was shooting a blazer out. He was shooting with the laser. Kawhi Leonard in his first game back. 14 points. 6 of 12 from the field. 7 rebounds. Pretty solid game. 2 turnovers. Solid. Solid as a rock. I should say. Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, man, they, they played a lot better this game than they did the last game, even though they were down as, as as usual, as many as like 18, 20 points. It almost got out of hand. But Lonnie Walker turned up last night. Got to give the young fella some credit. He was going to the basket, even though he cannot shoot that thing. He cannot shoot that thing. He was 2-9 from 3. But all his other field goals, he was pretty solid, though. If we erase that, those nine threes he missed. If we take the threes out of the equation, right? He's 7 of 12. That means Lonnie Walker does not need to shoot another jump shot ever again as long as he lives. Drive to the basket. I knew Lonnie Walker was going to be the Malik Monk of this team and have a breakout season. So, credit me. Credit me. I want to thank me. LeBron James. 20 points. Not good enough, buddy. Sorry. You're supposed to be the GOAT. You're supposed to be this anomaly. Yeah, nigga. You, you, you wasn't put in position to stat pad tonight. He wasn't put in position to be stat pad for. This is the real you. The 40-year-old Brown. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. That's where, that's LeBron for real, y'all. Without the stat pad. AD, 25 points, but the nigga got hurt once again. Ow! Ladies, ow, fellas, ow! <laughs> I'm motherfucker born hurt, born injured. That nigga, man, I hope he don't have kids, man. Because, like, when he step on a toy, that nigga gonna be out for the goddamn season. When the little kids leave the toys all around and shit, he gonna hurt himself for the year. It's always something. I bet you they'll say he day-to-day, -day, he questionable. LeBron was questionable, even though that nigga jumped so high in the goddamn air for that dunk. You couldn't even tell that motherfucker was allegedly hurt. But Russell Westbrook, man. Oh, my God. We got to get to it. We got to get to Russ, man, because this was bad. This was god-awful, yo.
Pat Bev and Russ both scored seven points last night put together. One of 18 from the field. One of 12 from three. This is both Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. Pat Bev is trash, bro. I see exactly what y'all niggas been saying about Pat Bev. He is awful. And I agree with what Russell Westbrook's assessment is. All he really does is run around. That motherfucker do not play no defense like that. Second team on defense at best. Juan Toscano Anderson. Eight points. Juan Chimichanga Burrito Tostada Empanada Anderson. Nokota Moroto Matoto Sosoto. Shut up and take a hit. <laughs> Man. The Lakers is down bad. They got to get some shooters, bad. Everybody talking like um, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner going to save them. No, nigga. Y'all not winning the goddamn championship even if you get them. They're just better teams on a different level than the Lakers, bro. Lakers are a lottery team. They're a nine seed at best. And I don't even think they're going to get that the way that they play. And they might be 11th again. 0-11 start coming up. 0-11. <laughs> On the way. Let's get to this music, man. It's a music Friday. It's new music Fridays. I don't want to hold y'all for too long. Goddamn. Nigga, just get to it, motherfucker. I ain't, I ain't got it all day. All right, let's let's talk about Snoop Dogg and DJ Drama. I still got it. Oh man, Snoop is absolutely right. He definitely still has it. He knows how to make good music, and he has evolved. I mean, if we went by production for MVP qualifications instead of sales and production. Snoop Dogg would have been nominated for MVP last year. And he probably would have had a chance to win. Because Snoop, Snoop is very consistent, man. He hasn't put out a god-awful album since that fucking The Game Is To Be Sold Not Told. That motherfucker was horrible. But other than that, Snoop ain't really put out no bad albums like that. Now let's go down the line here. Intro's just a phone call between drama and, uh, and Snoop Dogg. I'm from 21st Street featuring Stressmatic. Didn't know that was Stressmatic on the song. But Rick Rock produced it, so Stressmatic was under Rick Rock, so I can see that. Um, That shit hard. Not gonna lie, that shit is tough tone. 
I fuck with that. I'm from 21st Street. That shit had me lit. I'll holla back with Dave East and Corrupt. Yo, Corrupt surprised me, man. I didn't know Corrupt was on the song. I thought it was just him and East. But then I heard Corrupt. I'm like, oh, shit. Corrupt Young Gotti. The, tr- the, uh, the title track, I still got it. Solid. Lit with Daz Dillinger. That was pretty cool. That was pretty pretty dope to see uh, Daz and Snoop together and Daz and Corrupt and all them niggas on the same song. The price went up. Um, this is Jane Hancock solo. Um, she's just basically talking about how the price went up on her her coochie, basically. In a nutshell. Um, not particularly a fan of this song. Not because of the content, it's just the song is just mid to me. My City with Davies, this was okay. This is a good filler. Not tripping on that. No half stepping. This was actually pretty cool. Don Cannon back with DJ Drama again doing the production and whatnot. On No Half Stepping, that's all right. Ben Smokin' featuring Juicy J. That shit is fucking tight. That shit is tight. Lime and Squeeze featuring October London. Fire. October London gives this uh, D'Angelo vibe. October London has this uncanny ability to channel other artists and channel other styles. I want to hear a full project from October London. That dude got some talent. And he's very versatile. Girls Love Snoop, uh, Jane Hancock's second solo. She's uh, allegedly supposed to be the first female signed to the Death Row label. And I like Girls Love Snoop a whole lot better than The Price Went Up. Around here with Jazzy. I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite song on here. This is definitely my favorite record on here. Around here, that shit just got... Yo, that's fire. Dollar Signs featuring uh, Trinidad James. Fire. This record was a great way to close it out. In my opinion. But all in all, I still got it. That was a live album, man. I enjoyed it from top to bottom. Wasn't really no terrible songs on there. Nothing mediocre. Maybe a couple of average records. But it was it was a straight listen. Definitely some West Coast. A little bit of South influence on there. Snoop definitely still got it. Even in 2022, as he preps his new album that's executive produced by Dr. Dre called Missionary. So I'm looking forward to see, like, if Snoop can add another classic to the resume because back on Death Row, the project he released last year was a certified classic. And that Death Row Summer 2022 is definitely one of the better, was probably the best compilation album of last year. Easily. Let's move on to Jeezy and DJ Drama Snowfall. Drama is eating well this week.
opening track definitely gives you old school gangster grills vibes. You know what I'm saying? As you know, he kept repeating the beginning part. You know, man. Y'all remember the mixtape days. Y'all remember that shit. Y'all remember that. Bruh, definitely a banger. I love Bruh. Bruh is definitely getting play in the motherfucking ride, dog. I'm saying, dog. But, um, man. Most Hated featuring Lil Durk. That shit was okay. Just okay. Street cred. I get what Jeezy was talking about here. I like that. Colors, fire. Michael Jackson Jeezy, dope. Pretty good. Plug on him. Fire. I ain't gonna hold you is uh one of the songs that I played in yesterday's intro. Definitely a Detroit vibe right there. I can see this being played in the club out here. Put the minks down with 42 Doug. Yo, another Detroit style track. Hot fire. King's Crown. I love this subject. You know, he's explaining that our young kings are being taken out way too soon. And I kind of like the subject matter on the track. A lot of substance on King's Crown as he explains many of the people that he has lost due to violence. Still having. That shit is solid. Scarface with ESTG, man. These two need to make an album together. deep man that's probably my favorite record on here man with the key sweat sample bruh i've heard this be sampled by other people this is by far the best one and i like the fat joe and uh cool and dre uh how deep record but um bruh this shit here Is incredible. Grammy, dope ass record. My accountant, fire. Big Snow, that's another one of my favorites on here. Hot fucking fire, man. Dope record. One hundred, fire. All in all, yo, this Jeezy album, I don't know, man. Don't call it a comeback. Jeezy linking up with drama. I mean, Jeezy's preparing for another album. You know, a lot of people have written Jeezy off and saying that he's been dropping lackluster projects. I can only really name one lackluster project that he's dropped, period. And that's uh, 104. I don't think he should. 
don't please don't continue the the uh, thug motivation series stop don't do that no more i like pressure i like the recession too there's another album i like seeing it all i don't have a problem with many of jeezy's releases it was just that 104 album that was bad. Trapper Die 3. I love Trapper Die 3. But Snowfall, this is the return of Mixtape Jeezy. And he definitely internalized that image. And made it more polished and more mature. And he's making it look easy. Jeezy making it look easy. But, man. That Snowfall, a bad motherfucker. And let's move on to the album of the day. <laughs> we got Armani Caesar dropping her second studio album, The Liz 2. And this has been highly anticipated by you know me of course because I feel like she's like it's her and Rhapsody and then everybody else talent wise I think Armani's up there with Nikki. she just doesn't have the success and the sales that hurts her case a little bit everybody gonna talk about how much she sailed this week fuck that but I feel like Rhapsody and Armani Caesar are the two best females in the game. I think Armani is in that top 25 category now, especially after this. Along with the Lottos, the Megans, the goddamn Cardis and all them. She's right there with them. So let's review the list too. Let's see if she can hold the torch down. The irony for, you know, Griselda, because she signed to Griselda, not because she signed to Griselda is why the, you know, but I think it's her talent. She really can rap. You know, she's more than a pretty face and a, and a great body. The intro is just a uh, Barbara Walters interview with uh, Elizabeth Taylor. You know, that's what the Liz franchise is based off of. You know, Armani Caesar cites um, Barbara Waltz. I mean, not Barbara Walters, but uh, Elizabeth Taylor as her influence. Paula Dean with West Side Gun. Typical Griselda fashion. No hook. New York beat. And dope ass rhymes. Yeah, Wes and Armani go crazy on here. But I love it. Diana with Kodak Black. Let me tell you something, man. This beat, the lyrics, the song, the bridge... This was everything. This one of the best tracks released in 2022. That's definitely top 100. Her and Kodak, again, as I said with Kendrick, who knew Armani and Kodak was the duo that we needed? Pussy so good. 
but I still fuck him, fuck him like a stank hole, bruh. That was, that was a line right there. <laughs> that was a bar. But yeah, Kodak killed it. Armani killed it. Man, this could have been in the collab of the year, but maybe it can hold up for next year. We'll see around next October. Skit is a skit. Nothing more. Mel Gibson. Yo. Armani Caesar was barring the fuck up here. Not playing. $100 hiccup was uh, one of the singles. So every track we've done except Mel Gibson was a single. From Paula Dina to Diana to $100 hiccup. They're all after each other. This is great track placement by West Side Gun and Armani Caesar. But $100 Hiccup, fire. Featuring Benny the Butcher and Stove God. You know, I love me some Stove God. And, um, you know, this ain't, this ain't, uh, motherfucking feel so good, though. This is a different track. But yeah, $100 Hiccup, man. Hot fire, man. Survival of the Littest. Armani continues to just go right through these songs. This shit is amazing. Queen City. Queen City, man. Yo, this got some Kim influence on it. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I can see a lot of little Kim in Armani. As far as the cockiness and the rhyming ability. Liz Claiborne 1 and 2, she just continues to... Be consistent with it. Meth and Mary. I feel like this track is dope, but it was just way too short for me. And so was Ice Age. I feel like Ice Age was a little bit too short. First Wives Club. This is probably, yo, you got to mention, we already 11 tracks in. And First Wives Club is the first track that I didn't necessarily care for. It's okay, but it's not, the, I think it's the weakest one on here. And and we at track 11, talking about a, 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 a me at track. All these tracks I've named so far are dope. Big Mood. Yeah, Big Mood. That's another track that I feel like was just too short. El Piro with Conway the Machine. Fire. Like, Camouflage Monk in these beats, bro. Like, he, he that dude's taking it back to, like, mid-90s, early 2000s type of feel. And this is what I mean. This is what's been... You know, Griselda is a group that's just, you know, been what hip-hop is missing. It's a little, been a little bit too much 808s, hi-hats, and auto-tune. Need to mix it up with some real thoroughbred traditional hip-hop. There's room for every type of rap. It can't be just one thing. It's got to be versatility. That moneymaker, pretty solid. Snowfall was pretty solid as well, but Psych with Armani Caesar and Beat King and Queendom Come. Wow. Got Armani on a stripper song. And, you know, she uh talked about 
having one of those club bangers on her album. And it turned out to be the closer and one of the better songs on the album, I should say. Because, you know, you need a club banger. And the list, too, let me tell you something. I'm not going to lie. It's the best album I've heard by a female since Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody. Not going to lie to y'all. I mean, I think it's better than Invasion of Privacy. But that's just my opinion. And y'all know Invasion of Privacy is live as fuck. That was just a big ass party right there. But the last two is just like the perfect blend of hip hop and the current state of affairs here. And, you know, originally I compared Armani to Foxy because the last one definitely sounded like more Foxy Brown. This album was more Lil' Kim. And I feel like Armani's not only one of the better female MCs, but one of the better rappers in rap. Because y'all saw what the fuck she did at the goddamn BET Cypher. Don't get it fucked up or confused. Them Buffalo motherfuckers is... Oof. It's different. I don't know. Is this a classic album? I'm not sure. You might have to ask me that question in a couple of months. But that's my show. This is King Known Uncensored. New Music Fridays for the week of October 21st. And I'm out.